A good place to start this story is October of 2005 in Taunton, Massachusetts. It had been raining a lot. Weekend storms had dumped more than seven inches. A resident who lived near Taunton's Whittington Pond Dam noticed the privately owned 173-year-old structure looked strained. The dam was bowing out under the pressure of the water that had pooled behind it. Something was wrong. The resident reported the situation to local authorities. Soon, Taunton was national news. The wooden dam was threatening to break. If it did, a wall of water up to 12 feet high could flood the downtown. Nearly 2,000 people were evacuated. Dive teams were assembled in case people needed to be rescued from the flood. National Guard troops were deployed. Reporters and politicians descended on the city. The Whittington Dam is holding, but it's getting weaker. Gushing water is causing the wooden structure to vibrate excessively. Tuesday night, the city remains in a state of emergency. Preparing for the worst, the basement of City Hall turns into a command center. Workers there are keeping tabs on evacuated areas while police maintain roadblocks around the potential flood path. A spokesperson for the Massachusetts Emergency Management Agency explained how precarious the situation was to the New York Times. The best case scenario is nothing happens, he said. The worst case scenario is it goes at any minute. The dam didn't break, but the close call made the state take a step back and look at its dams through a new lens. Allison Bowden is a conservation director at the nonprofit Nature Conservancy. The Taunton incident was a watershed moment, she said. It made people stop thinking of dams as simply part of the landscape. They're nothing that anybody thought very much about. And all of a sudden, we had this pretty small dam, pretty unassuming, causing all these problems. As it, as it turned out, we would have many more of those, those types of storms and that issue in close succession. I'm Jeanette Hinkle, and this is The Daily News, an occasional podcast where we take a look at stories we're working on in the newsroom. Today, we're diving into an investigation we did of the region's dams. We wanted to know how well prepared they are for the heavier, more intense storms that climate scientists say we'll face in coming years. We spent a few months talking to dam owners in the Metro West and Milford area, looking at state and national data, and speaking with experts. Here's the main takeaway. There's a lot of work to do. Many dams are in poor condition, and many don't have a plan for what to do if there were an emergency, even though they're required to by the state. There are a bunch of reasons for why dam owners have continued to neglect the aging structures, even after the close call in Taunton. Some are out of the way, tucked back in tangled wetlands that aren't easily accessible, out of sight, out of mind. Many are extremely old. The average age of a dam in Massachusetts is 97. Most dams, unlike roads and bridges, no longer serve any functional purpose other than holding back the pretty ponds that they've created. A large number of dams in the state were built to power mills that closed long ago. But the main reason so many dams are in such bad shape is money. Dams are expensive. Some towns are taking their dam problems to the taxpayers, asking for funds to pay for long-needed fixes. Others are looking for some way to offload the significant and continuous costs. Two towns we looked at during the course of our investigation kind of exemplify these different approaches. The first town is Natick. Early in November, I joined Natick residents on a site tour of the South Natick Dam, 
The tour began next to the dam spillway in a beautiful park along the banks of the Charles River. Can everybody hear me, by the way? I know the water's over loud. There's going to be a two-part site walk. We're going to be here on this side. Town engineer William McDowell was leading the tour. He was pitching residents on a dam restoration project that would cost the town an estimated $1.8 million. The South Natick Dam is a high-hazard dam, which means that if it broke, people could die. The economic damage the ensuing flood would cause would probably be severe. As the town engineer, McDowell's name is on the dam's paperwork, and he feels responsible for it. The dam has repeatedly been rated as being in fair condition, one grade above poor. That rating makes McDowell nervous. Once you've been told something five times and you haven't done it, if something were to happen, that something can come back to you, that looks like negligence at that point. McDowell says that if Natick, as the dam's owner, can prevent damage to people's property, it has the responsibility to do so. The town of Holliston is taking a different approach. In Holliston, every single one of the town's five dams is rated as being in poor condition. Four of those dams are owned by the town. One of those dams is classified as a high-hazard dam. Two are significant hazard dams, neither of which has a plan for what to do in an emergency, even though they're required to. Town Administrator Jeff Ritter called the dams a money pit. He said the town has tried to keep up with the inspections and repairs required by the state, but the tasks and costs are never-ending. This summer, Holliston Town employees got another dour report from the engineering company that inspects its dams. Ritter said the report resulted in a brainstorming session where town employees began wondering whether Holliston was even responsible for the dams at all. The number one question was, well, do we actually own the dams? In October, Holliston Town Meeting approved a $45,000 appropriation to investigate the true legal ownership of the town's dams, which were built between 1873 and 1970. The hope is that an attorney can find long-forgotten evidence that would absolve Holliston's taxpayers of the continuous expense of maintaining its aging dams. It's a recurring cost to the town, and we're trying to either manage the bleeding or stop the bleeding. But this is going to take years to resolve it, you know. Meanwhile, we'll continue to do the inspections, and and we'll do the maintenance until we can determine actual ownership. If Holliston can't find another caretaker, Ritter said the town will explore removing the dams altogether. The finance committee, um, I believe, and I'm not really speaking for them, are of the opinion that, you know, when are you going to stop presenting articles at town meeting about dams? We're tired of it, you know. Get rid of it. And that's what we're investigating. We're looking into that. Removing dams is an increasingly popular option among dam owners. The State Division of Ecological Restoration has removed more than 40 dams since 2005, including the Taunton Dam that threatened to break. In addition to ridding towns of a recurring cost burden, environmentalists say dam removal is good for the health of rivers. Professor Kenneth Strespeck is a research scientist at MIT's Joint Program on the Science and Policy of Global Change. He told me that dam owners either need to remove poorly maintained dams or get them ready for the storms of the future. The Northeast is already experiencing increasingly intense rainfall. That intensity will only worsen in coming years. In addition to being more intense, the storms in this area are projected to be more frequent and generate more rain, according to climate scientists. Strespeck said those storms will exert pressure that New England's old dams weren't designed to withhold. The deteriorating condition of the region's dams makes emergency planning for scenarios like the near failure in Taunton more important. 
but many dams in the Metro West and Milford area that are required to have what are called emergency action plans don't have those plans on file with the state. 17 of the dams we looked at that should have emergency action plans in place don't have them. All of those dams are significant hazard dams, which means a failure could cause loss of life and economic damage. Ritter, the town administrator in Holliston, said he didn't even know that two of Holliston's dams were required to have emergency action plans before I spoke with him for this story. He said he'll now speak with the town's engineering consultant about what resources are needed to put those plans in place. Other towns are working on creating emergency plans, too. As those plans come together, dam owners are just starting to communicate with downstream communities about what would happen during a dam failure. Uh, my name is Lori Spragans. I'm the executive director of the Association of State Dam Safety Officials. We are a national nonprofit organization, and we're dedicated to improving safety of dams across the United States. Spragan said practicing emergency plans is crucial to reducing the risk dams pose to people. When you talk about risk, reducing the risk of dams, we're talking about two things. We're talking about keeping the dam maintained and rehabbed, but we're also, the second part of that is reducing the consequences should the dam fail. Clearly, there's a lot of work to be done to keep dams upgraded, keep them maintained, but um, just as important is the reduction of the consequence. There are going to be people and businesses affected downstream, and if we can get those people out of harm's way, you know, prior to anything happening, clearly that's going to be um, reducing the risk, and we're, and we're primarily interested in public safety. Super important to know exactly how, you know, that's what an exercise is important, how Who's out there? Who's in the inundation area? Who's who's responsible for getting them out of harm's way? And it is important for the the individual, the homeowner, the business owner, to also be aware of that. And that's something that our industry is really working on, trying to be more open and communicative with municipalities and homeowners and making sure people are understanding if they're in a damn inundation area. And that's something that's just not done very well, <laughs> you know, across the nation. There's just, uh, so many dams out there, and people just don't know that they're living near um, dams for the most part. Spragans made me wonder if I lived near a dam. I had no idea. So I looked it up. The state has about 3,000 dams, so kind of unsurprisingly, I found out that, yeah, I do live near a dam. It's called the Amelia Earhart Dam. It's on the Mystic River. Lucky for me, it was built in the 1960s, so it's not as old as most of the state's dams. It's also a low-hazard dam, so if it did break, I probably wouldn't have to evacuate. If you want to know what dams are in your area, check out the online version of this story, which includes a map I made of dams in Massachusetts. You can type in the name of your town and check out which dams are nearby. To find out what risks those dams might pose to you or your property, reach out to your local emergency manager. More often than not, that's your town's fire chief. Thanks for listening to The Daily News. If you have questions or feedback about this story, I'd love to hear from you. My email is jhinkle at wickedlocal.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Jenny underscore Hinkle.